recording straight out of Fife, Scotland. You're listening to Films and Swearing, a movie podcast with your hosts Stuart Sutherland and Magic Mike Christie. Yo. Hello and welcome to episode 209 of the Films and Swearing Movie Podcast. It is Christmas. Mm-hmm. Again, I just realised I should have been playing some sort of Christmas slash sleigh bells for an introduction rather than our theme tune, but fuck it. Mm. We're at the end of the year. The home stretch, the last episode of the year. Editing will be at a minimal. We are already on the nog. Egg nog? Yes. <laughs> what other nog? <laughs> um, I won't say it. Yes, I right, Let's not. Let's not. Um, that's always been like one of those things. Like if we go off topic and talk Christmas for a minute, why the hell is that not a thing over in Scotland? I know it's always like your traditional thing in America, but it's yeah. not just like raw egg and alcohol. Yeah, I don't even know what type of alcohol they put in it, but I reckon if that it was over here, I think you'd probably have it with like whiskey or rum or. I was thinking maybe like a a rum, or. Yeah. I feel like it needs to be like a clear spirit. When do you think vodka? But I mean that's almost close to white Russians there. Eh? Aye, that's it. Doesn't but sit but in it's it. always like something that's like it's got something to do with like a raw egg. Yeah, like, I don't know. Maybe an American listener could enlighten us at FAS Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. Yeah. Uh, so prior to us jumping into Joe Dante's. Gremlins from 1984, we are going to talk about some of the big trailers that have come out uh, in the last seven days. We have Marvel's The well, Avengers Endgame and uh, Godzilla, King of the Monsters. So, I think the fucking earth trembled when this Avengers trailer was released. Like yeah. social, me- social media was shook. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like that was it for an hour that was all everyone in their dug was sharing it like, even sites that didn't normally talk about trailers were fucking sharing it so Mike did you have a chance to watch it? yeah I watched it um, last Friday mm-hmm. when it came out like, it was like near enough end of my shift and it was just I was just sitting doing a bit of paperwork and it was one of the boys who was like shit the trailer's just dropped Aye. So you put it on. I've, I'm crying and coming at the same time. That, that, that pretty much was his reaction. <laughs> I'm crying out my eyes. Tears yeah. coming from my penis. <laughs> All eyes collectively weeping. Fucking bleached the restaurant. <laughs> Tony's gonna die in space. <laughs> Why is he not putting on that helmet? <laughs> Aye. So, what was your reaction to it? What did you think from what you got to see? Um, it's intrigued me. Mm-hmm. It's intrigued me enough to, that I will go see it. But then I was already intrigued to go and see it. With that with ending. With the ending of exactly. Infinity War. Aye. And I mean, when, when the first trailer, because I only watched the first trailer for Infinity War. Aye. I wasn't like blown away or that by it and I didn't watch it anything else and I went into Infinity War pretty much like in the dark Mm -hmm. so I reckon what I've seen in this trailer for uh, Endgame 
is enough for me to... Ah, ballsy. Yeah, I'm not going to check out anymore. Because there'll be a two and a three and... Yeah. It's, that's it, it's April, so it you'll may... Got, you'll probably got a Super Bowl spot guaranteed. Is there going to be another Super... When is Super Bowl? Like, end of January, beginning of February. Okay, aye, so definitely. Um, I'm... Kind of would have preferred if it was like if this like the we asked for this title was like Annihilation or something instead of Endgame. Aye, yeah, I I'm not sure if that's relating to to if there's like a comic book series, cry that, but um I thought it, it was fitting, but it was definitely one of those trailers that one it didn't show a lot. Yeah. It was just kind of a lot of reflective periods. Everyone's kind of devastated about what's going on around them. You're left asking several questions because you kind of just think, oh, they got defeated. Right, they'll team up and then let's get shit sorted. You didn't think that fucking Tony Stark's been left on space pretty much on his own because everyone else has died around him and now he's just floating, ran out of food, water, and now oxygen is running out. And then you've got all cunt on Earth and they've just they've got one plan and that's it. And then, so it's not 100% bleak, Ant-Man shows up at the door at the end. Yeah, that's, well, that's one of the talking points I was uh, speaking to with the point of work, was that it is very, it's like probably one of the darker trailers, mm-hmm. like, yeah, tone and stuff, and then you get that wee bit of lightheartedness when Scott Lang shows up. And exactly. I mean, I wasn't a big massive fan I was just about to say, how is your relationship with Ant-Man? Have I you... wasn't a big fan of it. I've not seen the, the wasp. I've, I've not seen the wasp yet, mm-hmm. and I mean I didn't mind like Paul Rudd as an actor, Aye. but I, I think you... I'd probably need to get another chance just to see. And I mean I've still no checked out um, Doctor Strange yet. The only one I've not seen the I... entire franchise. Yeah. Nice. Well, nice. No, bitch, get on. <laughs> yeah, it is. I I do quite enjoy Doctor Strange, and I was quite. Pleased to see that the original director has confirmed that he's directing the sequel. Ah, I've seen that. So that, that's nice to know. But it's just one of those things where I stop announcing sequels for people that have been killed off in your current films. Yeah. Like, because as far as we know, and I assume that like ninety percent of the world has seen Avengers by now. Like Spider Man's dust. Doctor Strange's. Did he get turned to dust or he just got killed by Thanos? I feel uh, he got killed. I cannot remember. And uh, Black Panther. Yeah. And then it was like, confirmed, confirmed, confirmed. Yeah. Like, Is this all happening like a fortnight? I think the Spider-Man Far From Home trailer will be ah, that got really delayed. interesting. Uh, that, I remember scrolling past something saying that it was... They had the date of like the 18th of December or something, so they like they pushed it back two weeks. Yeah, because it was going to be originally they were planning on dropping in no oh, Infinity War Avengers on the Wednesday, but then that got delayed till Friday. Yeah, and then there was rumours that Spider Man was going to Fall be on Saturday. Yeah, so and that was it. It's like, what world do you live in where fucking Marvel drops three trailers in one week for their franchise? Yeah, because you've got that second trailer for, for Captain Marvel. Yeah. Which, again, it doesn't show a great deal. Aye. I'm, I'm probably going to say just for the sake of it. Yeah. And some people like are amused when they see uh, Captain Marvel 
battering an old woman on the bus. Yeah, but then the thing is, is I I think that kind of showed a wee bit too much. Yeah, like if they never if, if they never included that in the trailer. No, but this <clears throat> alien race that they're going yeah. against. Has been my gripe for years about trailers. Aye. Showing too much. Definitely. And I see Glass got a new trailer this week. Hmm? Glass got another trailer released yesterday. Yeah. And I was like, man, you just keep putting them out there. Yeah. I don't... I was like, stop it. Yeah. Stop it. There will be no film left. Although M. Night Shyamalan confirmed that the first cut of the film was three hours and 20 minutes. Damn. So I'd imagine an hour will be getting chopped out. At least. Because everything feels like it's usually two hours twenty nowadays. Three hours twenty. Fuck, I don't know if I could say that. <laughs> I'm kind of dreading looking at what the potential runtime for Endgame and even for um, Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood could be. Oh, aye. They're, they're already well past two. See... Endgame could be closer to three. Because it's obviously got a shitload of it because like, the scale's massive. Exactly. So it's... And it, I, don't, I, I, think it's, I think it'll be a film that like the story will only be rushed mm-hmm. and it will play out. Aye, to this fucking epic ending. Yeah. Aye. If, if they just tease and like... How HMV seems to be the site that does news articles confirming running times nowadays. Yeah. Getting that through and it comes up, Avengers, Endgame, 90 minutes. Like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on, I would probably be like... Like, I'd be like... Try to hang on, explain it. Like, crammed so much in that it would just... I would leave. Like, you would be dizzy, you'd have to watch it again to... Yeah. But I'm very interested to see where they can go next with it all. Yeah. Um, one of the trailers that did come out this week that I was really, really surprised at was that um, Brightburn. Yes, I fuck, I completely forgot about that. I originally just scroll past it. I did see it caught some attention online because it's... it's James Gunn producing. Yeah. And I believe this could have been the project that he was teasing before the whole Twitter scandal broke out. Because I I do remember, because it was like Comic-Con weekend, and he was teasing that he had a new film, and all he was shown was this this scratched eight symbol, where it just was like two S's crossing over each other. And then Twitter thing broke out, and then he just vanished from society. Yeah. And... Now this this trailer, and to be honest, I I just never kind of thought I just scroll past. I noticed that I had like Elizabeth Banks in the thumbnail. Yeah. But it was when websites started posting about its fucking comparisons to Superman. I was like, oh, Superman origin story, but like as a horror film. Yeah. So like right away, I was like, I'm gonna have to just see because it can't be true and I mean it's some fucking trailer though eh? ah it's really dark it's and very dark the, the fucking like comparisons to Superman are pretty ah, uncanny yeah 
Like you've got him coming and crashing for space, the, the family looking after him, the whole red cape, the thing with like the symbol where it is just like two S's. Cause I I watched it on the Monday. Was it a Monday? Yeah. I did think it did was I on... send it to you or? Nah. Or, uh, no, I think I put it on, on like the, the one of the Facebook pages or something, or the the group. The films and swearing, I think, group. Yeah. Just because, like, is this true? Because the only thing that I thought was really weird about it was it didn't have a fucking DC logo on it. Yeah. Because um, usually anything comic book related always usually has, like, they do the wee flash of the DC logo just so, you know, it's one of their properties. I'm trying to find the tweet that got me... Caught your attention. Yeah. Uh, it's for that Peyton Oswald. All right. He um, tweeted about it. Let's see, this is almost something here. So let's go a good wee bit. But for the cast, I recognised the act, male actor. I think that was was it Roy from The Office and Elizabeth Banks. Oh, but I didn't recognise any other familiar faces. But it's just when, let's just say, Clark Kent's at school. And they start yeah. noticing him being a bit weird. And it's just that fucking shot in like the, the badly lit corridor. Where yeah, like he's aye. levitating with a red cloak. But the fact that it's, it's, it's like a, a hoodie zipped up over his face. And there's just something a bit like that mask hiding his face. It's like, that's creepy. Like, that's just an unsettling image. Yeah, there you go. Um, five days ago it was. <clears throat> saw a rough cut of this film a few months ago. It's someone else. What if Superman was Michael Myers? Ah, that's one way to pitch it. Yeah, and then that's when I was like, chopped it on. Aye. And like, there is a, a shit ton of fucking like comparisons to like Superman and all that. Yeah. So, it would be interesting just to hear, hear and see more about it. Did they... I can't remember if they said a month. I don't actually know. Part of me was thinking January, but I think that's far too soon. I may be just thinking about glass again. Yeah, I don't actually know. Nah, well. Right, so what did you think of the the Godzilla King of the Monsters trailer then? Because that dropped on Monday, Monday the 10th, wasn't it? Aye, I was even aware of that. It got dropped until no. you text me that day. Yeah, I, I was... I think it was like a poster on Sunday. Maybe like an IMAX poster. Just this giant silhouette of Godzilla and like a blue light. And then the fucking trailer popped up the next day. Mm. But I ended up just noticing it on Monday. And it said trailer tomorrow. I was like, oh. And then an hour later, there was the trailer. And I was like, fuck, okay. And it kind of now gives you like... It kind of shows you more like the fucking cast the Monsters... Yeah. And it looks like it's got a significant amount of like those known uh, like Toho Japanese monster movie like kaijus essentially. And it's like yeah. they're bringing in all the heavy hitters like using like they've clearly got the rights to to like let's just say the franchise. Mm. I was um, like when I first seen the trailer the first trailer when it got released at Comic Con. It could have been, I. Yeah. 
Um, I was kind of surprised by it because I wasn't a fan of the the one before it, the one with Brian Brian Cranston. Yeah, I was. I think it does seem to have had a very marmite reaction. Everyone I see that, everyone I've spoke to that's seen it, they're either in two camps and they either loved it or they just weren't for it at all. Yeah, and I mean, like even the one you got in '98 with Matthew Broderick. That was, wasn't it that good either? Aye, that was fun as a kid. Aye. I like, it was almost like a follow-up to, um, or if you're the kind of riding off the high of Jurassic Park and Lost yeah. World to the Jurassic Park. Yeah. And then when you're seeing Godzilla and they're running about, was it Madison Square Garden and all the baby Godzillas were hatching? Aye, aye. And it was just like, this looks awfully familiar. <laughs> it's awfully like raptors and... Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, this one looks, looks all right up. up I might go and see it. I don't know, mm. I might just... I, well, I, that's a, you can, my bairns are daft. Well, Cameron especially is daft on dinosaurs and Godzilla. He watches YouTube videos and it's just like a five-minute showreel of every creature in the Godzilla like universe yeah. showing up. And it's got like this this music playing in the background. There's no real story. It's just like watching like the, the credits to a show seeing all the characters and like Godzilla, Space Godzilla, Mecha Godzilla, King Godira and like, Rodan and and the fact that he r- looks at all these characters, memorizes all their names. When he sees this fucking trailer, he's going like, ah, I can that one, I can that one. So yeah. you'll have like this instant appeal when going to see it in cinemas. Like we've decided we're not going to take him. I don't think we're actually going to see Aquaman now because it's a lot of time. It's a lot of time to invest. Aye. Something like that is ideal when you're in your house. But there's no way I'm taking like a five year old to sit for two like and two and half. half put adverts and trailers three hours to sit yeah. in a seat in a dark hall, and he's not going to be entertained for those three hours. He's going to be fine for an hour, then he's got to fidget. You don't yeah. want to pee. He want more sweets. Like it's just it's not going to be a fun time at the pictures for him or yeah. us. Yeah. So, but with Godzilla, I think that'll just probably blow his wee mind. And I feel they're doing something right now uh, in comparison to what they did with the first one because obviously Godzilla showed up because monsters showed up like it was like a big long spiked leg creatures and what looked like a moth when going to the pictures see the first time I was like oh look, there's other monsters and I was like that keen to find out if this is part of like mythology oh like if there's Japanese movies about these and he's like no we just created two two monsters for it to fight and it's like oh that's a, must, a missed opportunity. Yeah. And now it's the opposite. Now they're pulling it all the way for the back catalogue. All the obscure characters are all getting a chance to come out here. And more or less, it looks like just like a monster battle royal. Yeah. There's that great shot in the trailer where it's like the, the three-headed, I think it's King King Ghidira was all stood up. And then just like Godzilla's running towards him and starts grabbing the necks. And it's like, come on! It's just like, it's sort of like the Pacific Rim thing where it's like I just want to see big robots fight monsters yeah. like, I just want to see big monsters fight monsters what could be more entertaining than that so yeah. I would definitely make a point in going to see it and it looks like it's got a, a, a fair cast to it as well it's yeah. it always seems to be these things where it's got a big ensemble cast but the stars are really technically the monsters Aye. like it's Godzilla's movie and all the other ones, but the only doubt I have in it 
is how much of it is going to lie on the shoulders of is it Millie Bobby Brown? Oh, for Stranger Things. Aye, Eleven. Because obviously the the trailer focuses on her mostly and it, it looks like she's the child that has a special relationship with Godzilla yeah. and just wants to protect his feelings. And you're like, oh man, I wonder how much they're going to lean on her. Yeah. Because sometimes it's like when it's geared towards a child as your leads. Aye, it kind of loses its... No, maybe not seriousness or or you feel like we're just getting a family-friendly one, but this is guaranteed to be a 12 anyway. Yeah, because like, that was, um, like, was kind of part of the story of uh, the Predator. Mm-hmm. Geared towards a kid with uh, like Jacob Tremblay or something. Aye, mm-hmm. but he somehow managed to get a hold of this. But then when you watch, when you actually watch the film, like you see how he got a hold of the yeah. um, equipment and stuff. Aye. But the other actors, and it looks like there's a fair few you've got. Aye, it's that, um... Zhang Zi's in there. Um, the... Is it the dad from Super 8? Is it like Kyle Chandler or Aye. something? Uh, Ken Wanatabi's in yeah. there. With that, He's always got like the great lines. Like In the first one, there was like, let them fight. And this one is like, we are his pets. Yeah. He's got that, um, is that Vera... Formiga. Oh yeah. Um, like the conjuring and stuff. Yeah. There was. There. Oh, Thomas Middleditch was that uh, guy that's talking about them as titans and like he's got a really recognisable voice. So again, it's like another sort of mis- mismatched uh, ensemble cast, but it does look like um, Millie Bobby Brown will be like the leading human in comparison to the monsters. Yeah. Oh, Ice Cube's son. Seen him as like one of the soldiers on the ground. <laughs> um, I can't mind his name, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Ice Cube's kid. Chalk eyes. <laughs> son of a bitch. Because it works well because he's black. You're making. I'm about to. Uh, oh, that, that's getting silent. Like that last comment, it works out because. <laughs> like one one strike, Christy. One strike. Uh, I'm just typing it straight out of Compton. And did you see what I put on Twitter for the week about the shit films I was being sent or not being sent? Oh uh, yeah. Straight out of no snake out of Compton. Hip hop monster horror movie. O'Shea Jackson Jr. Ah, oh, fuck. I can who he is. He was in that, eh? Denny Thieves and all that. Aye. That is Ice Cube Santa. Or am I thinking, wait. Who's, wait. Fist fight. Charlie and... Ice Cube. Aye, so it is his son. Because he played him in Straight Outta Compton. Aye. Yeah. Aye. Aye, because that's it. It's already oh. what he's most known for on IMDb. That's right yeah. in at number four. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he was in that... Um, Ingrid Goes West. Aye, he was the... Den of Thieves eh? as well. Ah, so, uh, he was one of the guys with Den of Thieves. He's only done 11 films. I thought he's actually been around a bit yeah, longer. I still never watched my copy of fucking Shreve Compton. I think it's still in the fucking Ratham as well. Oh, Michael Christie. It's on for about three hours. I know, I think I watched it over the course of like six days. 
<laughs> just a half an hour every day. I pretty much all my lunch. I was like, right, right, right. I treat it like a mini series. Uh. So, Joe Dante's, or should I say, Steven Spielberg presents a Joe Dante film. Yeah, written by Chris Columbus. Aye. Some like, big heavy hitter there. Like. Exactly. Gremlins from 1984. The film stars Zach Gilligan. Yeah. Galligan. Yeah. As Billy Peltzer. Phoebe Cates as Kate Berenger. Hoyt Axton as Randall Peltzer. Francis Lee McCain as Lynn Peltzer. Corey Feldman as Pete Fontaine, the wee Christmas tree. Kay Luke as Mr. Wing. John Louis as Mr. Wing's grandson. Dick Miller as Murray Futterman. Jackie Joseph as Sheila Futterman. And Polly Holiday as Ruby Deagle. Deagle? Deagle, yeah. Yeah. That, that old mate, bitch mate, from the start. how the fuck are you forgetting Judge Reinhold? Cameo by Judge Reinhold. Yeah, Ken has a cameo. And ah. Jonathan Banks. Yes, aye. Now, Joe Dante. Honestly, I've said We've only dead. covered... The Barbs, I think. Uh, I, I feel like I, I think we need to pull pull up the filmography. Yeah, I'm let's talk for it. Familiar with. I'm st- I am slowly getting through his back catalogue. There is still some major ones I haven't. Yeah, I've got Matinee there. I need to check out. The one is one of the one of the ones I need to definitely check out is a Helen. Yes, that me too. Now. He has, let's see, 43 directing credits. And he does a lot of TV work, which is surprising. Uh, I mean, let's see, going back to 1968, he has, his first film was titled The Movie Orgy. Nice. A compilation film designed to evoke nostalgia for the shared entertainment of experiences of the early baby boomers. So, as is, and there's that. Hollywood Boulevard, Boulevard, in 1976. 1978, though, Piranha. Still not seen that. The OG Piranha. Then, there's The Howlin' in 1981. And that one has been, the concept of it sounds really good, about a, like a wee mountain town, and all the just werewolves, isn't it? After a bizarre and near-deadly encounter with a serial killer, a television newswoman is sent to a remote mountain resort whose residents may not be what they seem. D. Wallace. Kind of reminds you of um, an American movie from London when they're in the pub. Aye, I've... And obviously they're getting the chat for the locals. Aye. When they question and they act like, like, they're, like nothing's, nothing's wrong. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah, it's because it's had a few releases recently. It had a steelbook in the last couple of years, hasn't it? Aye. It's not like had anything like the Arrow treatment, I believe, but it's still. No, I think it's Studio Canal, because the one that Stuart McPherson right. has, he got the steelbook. Yeah. And I've just not been there in the pick up. Mm hmm. Might pick yeah. up this weekend over on it. And you're, if you see it. Yeah. Uh, uh, done a couple of episodes of Police Squad with Leslie Nielsen, mm. uh, the Twilight Zone movie, then Gremlins in nineteen eighty four. I've still not seen the I've still not seen the Twilight Zone. 
Is it? Maybe. And it's fucking loaded with, like, just the cast, like Dan Aykroyd and... Well, there you go. The four directors, Joe Dante, John Landis, George Miller and Steven Spielberg. So I guess it's like an anthology tale with a few short stories. Yeah. Let's see, I've got Dan Aykroyd, Albert Brooks, Stephen Williams, Al Young's in there. The dude that was like nicking Kit Kat's uh, diehards. Uh, Guys sitting fucking stealing for the sweet shop. Scatman Crothers. Uh, What if they just fucking hit him with an axe and leave him? (laughs) Why am I stereotyped? Yeah. And I have to say, I do quite enjoy what I've seen of his filmography. Yeah. Now, Mike, we know it was directed by Joe Dante. We know it was written by Christopher Columbus. But, Mike, what is the plot to Gremlins? After receiving a unique pet as a present, a teen must save his small town from mischievous, mischievous creatures known as Gremlins. Yes. Now, I always... I was going to, I always... Like, the lead... Like, our narrator is his father. Yeah. That Hoyt Axton, who, I reckon why, but I just kind of assumed, um, like, looking back on it, I kind of thought, if it was, not a John Goodman, but maybe, like, a, I think, like, a, like a more recognisable older actor playing that role. Mm. And that, to be honest, I, th- I kept thinking it could have been, ah, shit, what is his name? We framed Roger Rabbit. Bob Monkhouse. No Bob Monkhouse. Bob, uh... <laughs> Bob Hoskins. Bob Hoskins. Monkhouse. <laughs> I I'm can remember. Sorry, Bob. So I I just imagined it being something like that, but when watching it, it was just wasn't at all. So it was one of these things where. But Mike, what? You've seen this film before, haven't you? It's, it's a film of our childhood, isn't yeah. it? I have memories of uh, probably fracturing our grand's neck to make sure she watched this film. Like, literally yeah. to the point as a child where I'd walk up, put my hands on either side of her head and turn it towards the TV screen just so she could see, like, the first reveal of Gizmo. Yeah. In the, the old Chinese man's wee pawn shop underground house of weird trinket oddities. I just, I just remember grabbing her by the face like, yeah. look, Grant, look. And that was like my earliest memory of Gremlins. Do you... Yeah, I'm trying to think what mine would have been. Um, I think I must have been about maybe six or seven when I probably first seen it. Yeah. Well, yeah. That was it. it came out and it was 88. So... 84. Was it 84? Oh, I, Die Hard was 88. I never saw it until it came on television. Uh, and it was like being advertised for like, the, say like the Friday night movie or Saturday night movie on ITV. And I remember my mum and dad saying, we'll tape that for you. You'll like it. There's puppets in it. Just like Rosie and Jim. <laughs> Rosie and Jim. Yes. Puppets like Rosie and Jim. And they've done that to me before when they fucking... Got a line of the film Trolls, like right. that that horror film. Oh no! And their only association with trolls was the fucking fluffy haired dolls. Oh yeah. Like much like the children's film Trolls that we have nowadays that kids love. No, I got shown a fucking 
bootleg copy of the fucking horror film where this plant was evolving at a man's arm, watching on my lunch hour at primary school and absolutely fucking freaked the fuck out. Uh. <laughs> and then we handed that tape back to Janice and Derek and told them to keep it. Uh. <laughs> so, Mike, it's been a few years. Oh, it's, I think this is maybe the first time we watching it fully as an adult. And I mean, obviously, like, there was so much stuff about it that I forgot. Was there any proper nostalgia moments? Probably the bit where um, where they're like all crowded around the wee Donkey Kong arcade mm. thing. Right. It's, it's me when it's the the score kicks in, but they're all doing it. It's like, na 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 na. yeah, but Where, was it not the fucking drive a, like a vehicle through and it just like smashes out oh, of a garage or drive, something? Aye, the, the, the plough through fucking Flutterman's, Flutterman's house. house. Aye, and the, the, the score's on full pelt at this yeah. point. It's like, it's the start of like that big chaotic montage. Yeah. Silly um, to ask you, Mike, but what did you think of the film? Um, I, I still quite enjoyed it. I had a good few chuckles at it this morning. Mm-hmm. I still, like, even as a kid, I much preferred Stripe over Gizmo. <laughs> I've never thought of it that way. I've never thought of taking sides. I've always been against Then again, this. I liked Gizmo in the second one more because he done the whole Rambo exactly. headband. He kind of manned up. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. obviously you seen that towards the end of the film when he was when he got the idea with the car. Oh, he's in the wee car, it. aye. And you get that in the second one because at the start of the film he's watching like Rambo 3 or something. Aye. Foreshadowing. Yeah. <laughs> ah, yeah. Um, I mean... Guarantee you, like you fucking like it anyway. Yes, it was. Is this a first time watching a long time, or I is think it so. Recent rewatch. I I do remember buying it for Margaret, like the DVD box that the first and the second uh, one. But I think I was still living with my parents when I done that. Like it was like a Christmas present. So that was fucking an age. That could have been ten years ago when I done yeah. that. But I never really watched it then. So, aye, I don't think I've properly watched it in years. Yeah. But still pleasantly surprised that it really holds up. Like, because I was getting all those nostalgia kicks where the that Mrs. Mrs. Deagle, uh, the whole thing where they muck around with her. Chairlift. Exactly, and she gets fucking launched. Through. I just remembered that shot of the person getting launched out of the house and through the tree and into the snow. Yeah, and it shows you the polis. Aye, and I, I couldn't hear... There, I always remember that shot, but there's part of me was like I couldn't even remember what film it was from, and it was it was fucking Gremlins. Yeah. Of course um, it was. One of the first things I noticed about the film this morning, and I never really picked up on it, is when after you get the wee opening bit where the dad buys the toy, the toy, the fucking uh, gizmo. gizmo, and it cuts to that like daytime fucking aero shot of Kingston Falls. Aye, you get the fucking radio DJ's banner mm-hmm. billboard and it's a it's a carbon copy of Indiana Jones is it? Ah. Oh. you don't look at it no I never no, noticed you that you don't notice it no. and it's I... like it's in the same style of lettering and all that oh right the only thing I noticed about the start was it was some Facebook page shared it last week but the same town used for uh, Gremlins is the same set that was used for Back to the Future. Ah, well, that's one of my... I was just about to say, I'm probably going to be stepping on your trivia notes, 
but it is the same time just with snow all over it. Yeah. So when I was seeing an opening credits, I was just properly paying attention to it. It's like, you're right, that is fucking. Was it Hill Valley or something? It was Hill Valley and. Back to the Future. Back to the Future. It was Kingston Falls. Yes, that's it. Gremlins. Aye. This one is. It's a debate again. Is this a Christmas movie? But no one has argument on this one because I think it is sort of automatically accepted because set at Christmas, there's snow. Yeah. There is there is a Santa Claus because he's attacked covered in gremlins. <laughs> yeah. um, Christmas music playing. Exactly. So it kind of ticks the boxes. You do get the, the dreadful fucking story. Oh, yes. We'll talk about that. There is Christmas caroling. It's not by people. But there's definite Christmas carolers. Yeah. Um, and as well, Gizmo was a Christmas present. Yes, a gift was being given. And, and also week, you had um, Corey Feldman as a fucking tree. Yes, Christmas trees with little kids in them. Now, perfect scenario, all right? Tommy Jarvis escapes for fucking Camp Crystal Lake and mm-hmm. he assumes the identity of Pete fucking... Aye, Fontaine. Fontaine, and that's that's all a front. He's like, oh, I'm fine. No more nightmares about fucking Jason. I'm in a quiet wee town. What's the worst that could happen? He was handling that pair of scissors really well when he was cutting the fucking Christmas lights. Yes. (laughs) He could have just whipped a machete, wiped off the remaining (laughs) bits of Jason, and just started hacking up gremlins. Yeah. Uh, Even if fucking Jason was still wanting to kill fucking, was it Timmy? His name Tommy. Tommy. And he gets to the town, sees the little gremlins, and Jason's like, nope! Turns around and starts walking back to Crystal Lake. He's like, fuck gremlins, I'm no fighting nose. <laughs> I was, um, I was reading the trivia notes, I was waiting, waiting to find a trivia note for, like, Joe Dante saying that fucking Corey Fermi was a dick. Aye, <laughs> wee dick. That's why we left him in that tree costume. Because he doesn't get a lot of screen time in this. Nah. No, I I assumed he was either going to be like a second lead, like a proper sidekick to to Zach Gilligan, uh, and he just kind of has not even like ten minutes worth of screen time. Ah, uh, not at all. Mm-hmm. Cause you get him all set the tree as the tree at the start. Uh, you get him when when he's sitting what like when they discover spill water and gizmo. Yeah, and then you got him when he's at the school and all that. Exactly. So he doesn't get as much time as I thought, and. I should have looked just to kind of see where this is in the Corey Feldman timeline of part four, which, that was, was that early 80s, uh, mid 80s? Part four was 1984. Okay, so aye, this was after. Same, same year. And Goonies? 1985. Alright, so he's he's done those big heavy hitters. Yeah, and then Lost Boys was 87, 86. Aye. He was a fucking... Big deal in the 80s, though, eh? Uh, it must have been fucking swimming in Burson High School. Aye. <laughs> and then, oh, well, aye. But <sighs> I love the dads. Like, I love the, the character that he's this travelling yeah. salesman slash inventor. Uh, what was it? His sales picture. Aye, Ran Peltzer. Uh, fantastic ideas for a fantastic world. Making the illogical logical. Yeah. It's like the smokeless ashtray and... I love, like, it makes perfect sense that his house is full of his contraptions because it's his family. Of course they're going to have to use all of dad's inventions. Yeah. Let's crack an egg. Oh, well, that didn't work. Yeah. Let's have some orange juice. Oh, that didn't work. But, like, you seen him when he was in the house and he had, like, like that fucking, that trigger gun thing that was, like, 
it's like the fly swatter thing. Aye. And it just spiraled, and then they properly laid it on thick that he's an inventor. Is who's covered in a trap? Like, yeah, like when like dim the lights and the mob brings out a big fucking aye. massive like, P- pulls foot aerial, aerial thing. Out. Like tubing is not working, and he, she's trying to answer the phone with this clicker. And yeah. and even he himself, Ken's like, I think a lot of stuff he makes is a load of shite. But uh, even the the object he's trying to sell the to buddy. yes the bathroom buddy because everything's like is rhyming you've got the the same letters yeah. and it's just when he's like it's got this it's got that when you're on the go and then, what if you need a bit of toothpaste and <laughs> it gets fucking yeah. bukkakied in Colgate <laughs> <laughs> and the hang is like alright so before that we error well before that happened you were about to say something about the dad like it, I think we're, we're rattling off the names of his inventions. I but he had his bathroom buddy. He had that yep. like fly swatter thing. Ah, uh, the fucking coffee machine like minging. Oh, it was, it was like goop. It was just like. Oh. And he was like, he was sitting drinking it, and he couldn't even knew that it was shit. He was, he was like picking up with a spoon, going oh, aye, and then it was like fair enough. He's got like this motivation, but as soon as like they adopt Gizmo, it's like oh. You pour water on him and it makes more. It yeah. could uh, be enough to replace the dog. And you've got Buddy the dog going, no, <laughs> this is this is not yeah. right. You've already got like Mrs. Deagle threatening to fucking put him down herself. Um, but obviously you do it because he does go try and buy Gizmo for the guy. Aye. And it, it's, it's like that whole, he talks like Yoda. Mm. Like the sentence Disney like start the way it should like them questions are all like the, the words are all like out of place yeah but I could offer them like 200 quid and it's the face and the wee kid I'm uh, fucking short round is like take the money take the money yeah and he's like Granard go lie down here have a guess mom. give me 200 dollars <sighs> and it's just one of those things like like it's a bit loose but like I, I guess that's, you need it for the story and it is. It's like my overall feeling of the film is it's just this perfect blend of it's kind of like a family friendly horror film. Yeah. But it still at times is a maybe I'm just a big fucking pussy but it's like it is at times still a fucking proper horror film where like the suspense, the music because at times the score kind of has like this like terror like and it's just like wee things building up. It's like yeah. this is unsettling. Where he's walking through the house after all the the eggs have cocooned, well, all the the cocoons have hatched, mm. and you're just waiting for that first reveal of the gremlin. Because imagine going into it, because now pop culture, everyone is familiar with gremlins. I think they were in Ready Player One. Yeah, they were. They were in the Lego Batman movie. Oh, were they? Aye, uh, there's quite a lot of franchise crossover in that film, and the gremlins are like a group of villains that show up. So everyone. And their their bearing now knows what gremlins look like, but yeah. imagine back in was it eighty four? Did you say eighty four? I would like to think that was kept quiet, and you just had Gizmo, and then the tease of what happens when it gets fed after midnight. Because yeah. even the poster, it's just like a wee hand, a box, or if it's just Gizmo. Uh. So I'd love to have seen like a person's face in the cinema when they see the the true reveal of the gremlins. Yeah, like. I think the first image you see because the science teacher gets munched and you yeah. didn't see any of that so that just looks terrifying. Someone's fucking killed him. 
The first bit is you the, get the, is when the mums come home. That was the very first time you see uh, the grandma is when Billy's at the school. Right. And he goes into the first aid room and he puts his head against the door and the other uh, door opens. Start throwing shit at him. Yeah. Ah, right enough. I thought it was when the mum was in the kitchen. Nah, because he phones the mum first though. Aye. To the warn her. But then it cuts quickly to him in that room and then you get the mum's um, like basically fucking going ramble with them. I know, and that's it. She was not fucking scared of them. And I think that was one of the good things because nobody was... T- like they looked terrifying, but Nebdy yeah. just fucking screamed and run. They all like took the arms. Like the mum grabbed two knives at one point, and she was ready to fucking slice and dice. Yeah. And the fact that they were easily killed was like somewhat like a relief. It wasn't like a Terminator thing where it's an unkillable uh, fucking machine. This one, it was like shoved you in the food processor, shoved you in the microwave, which yeah. is so fucking gross. <laughs> but something about watching that, I still kind of, it's not goosebumps, but it's like, ugh. Uh, it just, the, aye, it's just the, the one going, and then, and what is, I think the bit where it's on the juice of those pretty funny, and it's just like, oh, and it's all over the fucking kitchen. Yeah. Aye. The, what is terrifying is the one where she thinks she's got through most of them and, and the, tree. the eyes in the tree and like oh yeah it's it's, it's just the, those wee effects where it's what you don't see and just the little red devil eyes and you're like no and the fucking tree drops on her it is so fucking clever you can see why it's it these types of films that fucking hold up because it's, it's, it's puppets it's like practical effects obviously this is what they probably had to work with. Like they didn't need a whole rake of special effects. No. I think possibly you had some claymation. Like that shot where they're all walking down the street. Oh, uh, yeah. That looked like it was like we stop motion figures of sorts. But yeah. the rest of it, the fucking the, the physical effects, the, the, the designs of these puppets is really impressive. It's like them and Gizmo, you know, where I forgot how much like sort of articulation Gizmo had. I just kind of thought it was a wee doll arms and legs, but when you do those extreme close-ups yeah. of his eyes looking around, his eyelids going up and doing in his wee mouth. Aye. And there's, it's, it's fucking disgusting watching him eat chicken. That's <laughs> like, also, like, you kind of see like all the emotion he goes through, like when he's like shocked when he gets camera flashed. <laughs> yeah. Um, when he's sitting inside the wee fucking uh, helmet watching the cocoons hatch aye or when he's like on the dartboard exactly <laughs> and, and when they fucking fire him doing like the laundry <laughs> shoot <laughs> yeah like did you watch it with the subtitles on nah I never nah I watched it with the subtitles on and it's like picks up the subject picks up when the grandma's kind of talk aye and it's like it goes it's like gizmo caca <laughs> fucking punts them didn't they did the laundry shit I think I did pick like on IMDB quotes they do have one where it's like bye bye woof woof yeah that's where they've gone at the house at the end because eh? mm-hmm. of that what would the fucking Duggets start strung outside in Christmas lights uh, but I was like whoa Peter might not like that nowadays that doesn't look quite safe for a pet for a working dog because the thing is like when you get the first, like, rule break with water. Yeah. And they think that, oh, this is just fucking great. It's, it's just... generated more gizmos. Yeah. But they've all got wee attitudes. 
Yeah. Like, you know, it's, um, he's innocent, and it's just spawned a whole bunch of wee pricks. <laughs> like, oh. Playing the fucking the wee trumpets at the same strike when he spits at Gizmo. Aye. It's not like a big yelly spewed. Yeah. <laughs> it is one of those things where, like, but just get, get a like, bat. The is all like, like, it plays the smart card, obviously, because I, I fucking choose the wire on the alarm. Oh, aye. Like, it's, it is a fucking brilliant thing, because he looks... And think, ah, oh, I've got twenty minutes. All cool, and you're kind of thinking the batteries have stopped, and it's no until the next day where he fucking because they show you the cam, they show you the the clock again, and it's still at the same uh, time, and he's falling asleep on his bed at that point, and I think that's when they all kind of start hatching, and that is where like Gizmo's getting the fear. Yeah, but the fucking cocoons is it looks it just looks like the fucking exit of Alien. Uh, they like it should be spawning face huggers, but it always is just the where he goes and fucking grabs. Is it no, my clock? And he's he's so like he doesn't even blame himself. He's like, that's weird. How how does that happen, mom? Yeah. And he's fucking showing the chewed cable, and it's like they are they are fucking smart. They they find the, the fucking best way to get fucking fed, and it's just. I could just hear them eating that chicken in my head. And like, <laughs> um, one of the characters that I actually quite liked was uh, Mrs. Deagle. The, the, she, aye, like the old rich wifey. Yes. Because she was a fucking heartless bitch. Like. Yes, totally. Because you see her, like, you get that first shot of her like, marching the street with that fucking... Ceramic snowman. Yeah, and she walks past the woman with the two kids. Aye, she must be like some sort of landlord, eh? Yeah, and like obviously they're looking like her man she's been like, laid off or something. Exactly. And like it's just because of a bunch of deadbeats in it and like cuts her way into the bank. Aye. And it's the way she talks. It's, it's the, the wee line at the end of it where she gives him a bunch of grief. Like, she tells him, get lost. She goes into the bank, and the wee lass is like, Mommy, I'm hungry. And I was like, I am too. <laughs> it was like, oh, <laughs> the poverty. The poverty. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> she is a heartless cow. And she, was, like she plays the victim very well, though, when fucking Barney jumps out. And she's like, oh, my heart. Ah, exactly. The, the fucking Doug, she was like Cruella de Vil. She wanted that Doug dead. But supposedly, well, I was skimming through IMDb quotes to steal stuff for it, for this. And it brings up a big scene. And it comes up at the start, just a deleted scene. And uh, it was obviously, a, they must have had another altercation between Mrs. Deagle and Zach. And uh, Zach, isn't it? Billy. No, that, Billy. Alright, Zach's the actor. Uh, and Billy hands her a broom. And he's like, what's this? And he's like, it's your Christmas present. He's like, what? A cruddy old broom? And he's like, yeah, it's your lift home. And he's like, you oh, cry yeah. me a witch! And he's like, that would have been brilliant in the film. Yeah. Because I was good. reading that quote and I was like, how do I not remember that? That would have been a fucking zing. Like, that's her getting fucking yeah. burnt. But it's a deleted scene. But then obviously, like, when you see her when everything's fucking all happening... She's in the house and she's got all her cats. Yes. And did you notice that the names of her cats? Nah, I can't remember. It can't, wasn't can't. one of the tribal notes that I used, because I never noticed it till I wrote on my tribal notes. But all the names of her cats are all like 
reference to like currency and that. Like oh. one of their cats is called Dollar and all that. Right, okay. But um, that's when she's like, she hears like the, the Christmas carolers. Ah, and she's fucking sick. <laughs> she's ready to go and throw a fucking bucket of water in. Mm. And like, I think it's, it's like, it's like she kind of thinks that they're, they're like for hell and they're here for her. Aye. Sort of, that's exactly what she says. Yeah, because she tries and puts up a fight. <sighs> and the another set of wee characters I do quite enjoy is like the Futtermans. Aye. <laughs> like obviously Dick Miller is like he's, just this local drunk. But he's very... I wouldn't say racist, but he's very stereotypical. Like, like when you see him when he's like fucking when his TV's on the fritz and that, and he's like fucking foreigners, ah, he, foreign he, this, foreign that. Ah, he he's clearly like a pro-Trump guy. Yeah. Where he's like, oh, I can't beat America, because he was getting a belly shit for his German car or something, Aye. and he's talking about his tractor. And I like how at the end where obviously um, is it Kate. Yeah. Uh, is helping him at the bar and he goes to fucking drive his tractor home uh-huh. and say like, no 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 you can't you can't it's like, you know, you're gonna have to walk it off the night and it's it's just like he's got a chip on his shoulder I think yeah. is his problem but like when the TV aerial's not working he's getting pissed off yeah and the fucking he goes out to sort it and it's when the fucking gremlins drive the the, the snowplow aye through the house that was a good one I'd, in a bit there, the other small characters of this film I quite like was those two cops, like Jonathan Aye. Banks and the police chief. Yeah. And there's the the bit of dialogue where, because it took a minute to click to see that it was like a young, a young, uh, half his face on eggnog, yeah. Jonathan Banks, because he was sitting playing with like a wee toy pistol and it's when they're running out to the squad car because there's there's like an accident, but it's clearly the gremlins work. I said, right, let's go. I was like, can I drive? No. I was like, ah, oh, you always get to drive. I was like, you're drunk. I was like, oh, you're an asshole. <laughs> and they get in the fucking car. But it's when they get there and Mrs. Deagle's flung it in front of them. Uh, yeah. And they see the gremlins attacking the, like, the, the man so dressed. <laughs> the, the man dressed as Santa. Uh, it's like, wait, he ought, what's those things all over him? And Jonathan Banks starts getting the fear. He's like, yeah, he's I, like I, this is, I don't like it. <laughs> It's like, it's, oh, it's like, did he no play Santa last year? And, and he's like, it looks like he's no playing him this year. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, like, it's, it's the fucking, it's the scene with Jonathan Banks' window mm-hmm. and they roll the window up and it's like, I just <laughs> show you the incredible smiling and it's struggling to look at Santa. Because <laughs> they're just, they're, it's just like the, the sarcasm is just... <laughs> the fact that they're, they're these wee creatures but they're proud as punch at what they're doing they're just like they know they're just these wee dicks and I love the the whole thing of why because at first I thought between Billy and his mum thought they were taking care of the problem quite quick but it was Stripe was it Stripe that done the Aye. fucking wee kamikaze dive into the, the YMCA swimming pool Aye. and then of course or fucking yeah. the wave of gremlins that followed and you had that great chaotic sequence because you had them all like overtaking a cinema what well, the fuck was snowman. it ah, yeah, Snow White, the Snow White and you heard them all singing along all like singing hi-ho ah, and they were all moving in sync to the <laughs> songs like that was a lot of puppets yeah ah, the fucking Phyllis cinema I was like that, 
I would really appreciate to watch like the making of of that just to see how yeah. they done it and that great scene where they're all in the bar oh, and they're having I, the poker I love, game. I love the bar. There's so many stripes so many, got the like, pistol. So and, many elements in that bar that just makes me funny. It's Try to think like fucking where they're, like they're sat at the top of the bar, they're having drinks, and one's got a girlfriend. They're smashing tumblers of each other. They're just going, yeah. <laughs> and they're all just doing these wee fucking laughs. The one that's fucking break dancing on the floor. Aye, when his hand is like, yeah, it is. It was like Steven Spielberg just told him, "Go wild." Here's yeah. a, just let's because oh. the one on the fucking ceiling fan. Aye, and then it's it's a fucking it's a bit where. Um, <laughs> it's like refusing to get this light like, fags lit by the match because of the, the light mm-hmm. but oh the fucking the bar scene is brilliant it is and the film how do you feel the kind of story plays it I feel like it was like an hour 45 aye uh, isn't it actually too slow of a film nah because you get obviously you get the, like obviously the, the present and that you, then you get told the rules and you get like the wee Slow burn because you know the rules are going to be broken. Aye, ah, and they kind of break the the generals like the the direct light and things like that. But it's not until they they fill them with the clock and the chicken uh, is where it it kind of goes to fucking act to like the next level. Like yeah. oh, this is getting dark. And then obviously, like I think once all the hijinks kicks in, it kind of just it it goes mm, fast, yeah. doesn't it? And next thing you know, it they've got them pinned in, and it was like a. Not like a garden centre or... Uh, it was like a, a, kind of like a mall sort of thing. Aye. It had like the hardware store, the sports bit. Yes. Because that's that a... was kind of, that, that sort of scene played out almost like kind of like a slasher film. Mm. Especially where Billy, like thinking like, well this is an adult going against a gremlin, he should be fine. But then the gremlin's got a wee chainsaw and you're like, oh, okay, <laughs> let's be careful with that one. Um, obviously his female counterpart Kate yeah because she's uh, the one that works at the bank with him eh? yes and then she's also got that part time voluntary job aye at the pub yeah but I mean it's the ah the story why why does why does Kate not like Christmas Mike (laughs) Um, what has she got against Santa Claus um, basically her dad dresses Santa Claus and when he come down the chimney and fell and broke his neck and then we found his body until six days later. What the absolute f- What? Jesus Christ. Uh, come on, Chris. Throw us a bone. That's a, just... That's some dark shit. Uh, that is. Like, you're enjoying this one and you hear that story like, fucking hell. Like that's sober. Like that's sober. And like, if I was hammered and watching that, I would have been, bing. Oh uh, well. <laughs> that. The, oh, why are you in a Christmas movie? <laughs> but it was because I can't really remember much else about her character other than she does these two jobs and yeah. Judge Reinhold's one to take. Oh a, yeah, I say like, I. You've not seen my new apartment. It's I've got seen, cable. Yeah, so like, I've not seen your your old one. Aye. Uh, I totally forgot George Reinhold was in it until I seen his name pop on the credits. I was like, oh, fuck. I can't even remember if he gets tormented. <laughs> I can't even remember if he gets tormented by gremlins at all. I was reading trivia notes. 
<clears throat> and they was talking about there was, I suppose, an early draft where, <laughs> where he was getting tormented by Stripe in <laughs> the back vault. Aye, oh, that would have been good. But, I didn't, but they never really laid on what, what sort of happened. They kind of like killed him or if it just yeah. like, fucked with his head or that. Yeah. But I reckon that probably would have been good. Aye, definitely. Because I think the Gremlins had some sort of what's the word I'm looking for interaction with every single kind of small character main small character yeah and what is that you see what they the, do even the fucking radio DJ yes I because at first <laughs> they're like they're on the stage like they're getting the calls and it's like man enough of these prank calls wait what's that outside oh my god oh no what's he doing to our producer and, and yeah. then he cuts back to later on he's like we're here surviving we'll be here till the end and obviously while all this shit's going on, fucking Ran Peltzer trying to sell a smokeless ashtray. I know, it's like, what a time to leave town. And you just see the boy coming out with, and it like the thing's on fire and there's fucking smoke yeah. billowing out everywhere. Stripes always also the smart one because towards at the end, when he goes to the water fountain and he puts his finger in the actual bit. And he's he, ready. He's, he's ready to multiply again. I, I, like, <laughs> I'm going to fucking multiply, bitch, don't move. And then you just have like wee Gizmo in the Corvette uh, come fucking firing through to save the day. And I love where like he hits the jump, like he grabs the the blind cord, and you just see him like more or less get chucked against the wall. Like, yeah. Like ah, let's just chuck the puppet. And I mean like the effects for Stripe fucking, decomposing yeah. with sunlight. That is again. It kind of reminded me a wee bit of Sam Raimi's Evil Dead. Aye. Like with that type like, of like that. Stage. If I was showing that film to my kid now, that'd probably be the moment where I'd just cover his eyes. Yeah. Just because, just to see the skeleton of his flesh come off and then turn into a big puddle mm. and bubble. And you've got fucking Buddy the Doug. Is it Buddy? Barney. Barney. Sitting looking at the fucking big pile of bubbling pus yeah. on the floor. I think we know the soundtrack to this film, the score to this film is really good. Yeah. Like, the... I think the main theme is cried the the gremlins rag. Oh, yeah. uh, I just when I searched for gremlins the day it just came up saying the theme gremlins rag. Oh, yeah. So I guess that's that's just like the yeah. like that thing. Because there's, there's like definitely for me when I was listening when I was watching it today there was some bits of music getting played that that kind of like sounded almost similar to like Beetlejuice yes like a Danny Elfman feel to it aye because it was Danny Elfman that done the, the Beetle did he do aye he done the Gremlins did he aye I never noticed that yeah oh well that makes so much more sense because because it was like I'm trying to think how we try to picture like what sort of like what instrument is it like a violin or something mm-hmm I was like the, just the, I know exactly what, but I'm not gonna try and make sounds. Yeah. I'm no. Ah oh fuck! I forgot the dude's name for Police Academy. But yeah, <laughs> dead end there. Um, but it does. It does have a cracking soundtrack, and you know this film really gives me. When watching it, I I could tell what our modern day equivalent is of a Gremlins. Like I feel. Krampus is like this decade's sort of counterpart to Gremlins. Aye. It's a dark Christmas tale that isn't he too scary? 
Because you've seen Krampus. I've seen Krampus. Aye. Yeah. And I reckon why, but maybe it's just with mind they're getting tortured by the, the little gingerbread men and things like that. I reckon if it's just things like that kind of made me think back to Gremlins. Yeah. But when watching Gremlins last night, I just kept thinking, this is, I was going to say on, like Gremlins is better than Krampus, but Krampus is a good attempt at being something yeah. like the Gremlins, like a dark horror comedy I'm trying to remember the last time I actually watched. I've, I've only watched it once. It's one of those things where I probably end up watching it once a year, but it's just because it's made readily available. Not that I'm looking for it, but it's just uh, the fact that it's on Sky or they just keep promoting it as part of like a Christmas yeah. collection. So how did it end, Mike? Well, after Stripe gets taken down. Pretty much, aye. Um, I'm kind of... I always wondered, though, who... Like, was it the family that phoned the old guy or did they go back and I think and... maybe when he just saw the commotion on the news uh, he thought that, 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 but I, I like the that little short he, like, round he, sold the fucking gizmo yeah, but like when he when he walks in and uh, and he's like ah oh, um, like bye like wise choice of one and just throws the 200 quid on the fucking couch aye and then obviously when he gets all the gizmo and he's ready to leave and like Rand's like look can I really want to apologise he's like but look here's a wee, a wee token he's like smuggler's ashtray yes and he's like the fucking old guy for the garage he's managed to, sell to him, fucking man. sell it to him exactly oh. aye it was a price like, just like the wee gags keep coming back yeah and then it just went back to like his, his narration Aye. So every time you think the TV's on the blink or the tumble dryer's not working right, maybe there's a gremlin. And that's right to the fucking score. Yeah. Aye. It is, it is a fucking great film. Right. Uh, is it time to hit the reversal and hit us with a BBT? Aye, yeah. I will BBT. Um, I'll do the trivia first for a change. Alright. Um, obviously. Go with the, the TBB. Yeah. That's, I found this one really interesting considering how much money it made. It got released on the same day as Ghostbusters. Wow. Do we know how much... Well, like, the the box office comparison? Like, who, who made it to number um, one in the box office that weekend? Nah, I never actually, mate. I, I should have checked that out. Mm-hmm. Um, did you notice the Steven Spielberg cameo? No, I did notice it in amongst the credits. I cannot... What was there something like dude on a in a wheelchair at the convention that uh, uh, the dad was at oh I did like that moment where because obviously between the wife talking back for it it's him on the payphone at the convention and there's just a robot Aye. beside him that just talking absolute shite yeah that was like the time machine robot or something they were just saying things about I reckon where it's like offering him like a glass of water I don't take it myself it promotes rust yeah <laughs> it's just spouting absolute nonsense. Um, and to get the effects for when like Gizmo was multiplying, they used the uh, balloons and like expanded them. Ah oh, right, aye. So oh, it would have just been like a ruin a wee fur net. Oh. Yeah. Um, budget? Would you think the budget was for this? Thirty. Not a bit high. Ooh, damn, boy. 11 million. Jesus Christ. 
I'm, I was just thinking all these practical effects. I thought that must have cost the fucking mint, but well, uh, when I checked, the cost of each individual puppet for like the uh, gremlins mm. was something like fucking like between like five and ten grand and stuff. Jesus. So they would have had a fair a fair whack. I wonder how many folk own like the screen used Gremlins because that's yeah. it. That cinema was full of them. So that means there's uh, easily like hundreds of these fucking puppets out in the world. Um, I couldn't get a worldwide I, I, box office. Yeah, ah. I could only get domestic. All right. Yeah. It easily made its money yeah. back if it was only eleven. I would. Would you say domestic overall fifty? One hundred and fifty-three. I will just. <laughs> As mad that that made one hundred and fifty-three, I'm I'm just kind of wondering what the budget and what Ghostbusters made. Pull then, because that's a, that's two fucking iconic sci-fi horror films. Um, on its opening weekend, it took twelve and a half million. Right. Um. Hmm. Ah, yeah. Holy shit! It took. It got a reissue in in August nineteen eighty five, and it took just under five million. <laughs> um, definitely not that one. I looked up the wrong one because it's saying one hundred and forty four million US dollars, but that is the old one. Hmm. Alright, so Ghostbusters' budget was 30 million. So, almost three times. Yeah. And. But, well, you had a lot more big name actors. Yeah. It took 242 million domestically. For, oh, so doubled. Yeah, and it took 53, bang on 53 mil for it, so 200, just under 300 mil. So, yeah. almost double. Aye, so, well, I guess that's but it. But had just made 13 and a half mil that weekend. Right. And Gremlins made 12 and a bit. So, it was almost neck and neck. Yeah. But again, the star power of Ghostbusters, Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, yeah. these kinds of have done things like Saturday Night Live and several films before it, whereas you had, like, fresh-faced fucking Zach Gilligan and... I mean, the only fucking veteran you'd seen was, like, Dick Miller. Yeah. Famous for his roles as pawn shop owner and fucking garbage man. Yeah. And he's a fucking taxi driver in inner space. Oh, is he? He's the taxi driver at the start of the film. One star reviews? Aye. Yep. I... Go to filmsandswearing.com and click on the Amazon link on the right-hand side of our website uh, to do your shopping at Amazon. I did do my shopping for Amazon. Did you go to filmsandswearing.com first? I think I did a comment. Did you type in filmsandswearing.com and go to the right-hand side of the page? Maybe not. (laughs) (laughs) This is your house. I won't trash it, but... (laughs) I hope, how much did you spend? Um, not much. Oh, he's reaching into the bag. Not much. He's got a gun. But. 
Oh no, I can't be angry now, he's handing it to me. I I truly did also want to bring a, a, a mutual gift for you this evening, but I fucking forgot. And it was like half seven, I thought, do I have time to run down the Sainsbury's and buy the Cannonball Run Blu-ray and get back for half eight? And the answer was no. So, are we, what are we opening here? Wait. The, the Die Hard Christmas children's book. The illustrated holiday classic. Have you had yeah. a chance to look at um, this? Yeah, I've had a quick read of it. It's pretty much just like a Christmas, like, rhyming storybook. Aye. So when you read like that, it's all words on it. Uh-huh. Everything rhymes. Yes. Let's see. Pal drove away backwards, screaming in fright. Welcome to the party, pal. John yelled with delight. I thought it was brilliant. Oh, this is, and the, the illustrations are beautiful. Yeah. It wasn't my first choice. My very first choice of the gift was going to be Powell holding the Twinkies. Aye, but it's not out yet. Yeah. Aye. Oh, look at this. Ellis told Hans, Bobby, I'm your white knight. Hans shot him dead, giving the hostages a fright. <laughs> <laughs> so you could probably read it to the bairns. Aye, totally. <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen... We're done. That is it. That is our reviews for 2018. We're now going to take a podcast hiatus and return in January discussing the films of 2018 in our one-off sort of New Year special. And then we'll start our new fresh season and taking it for there. Yeah. So if you wonder what we're going to be getting up to over the next couple of weeks, you can follow us on social media at FAS Podcast. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, no point doing Patreon because that will be coming to an end. Yeah. Anyway, that's enough talk out of us. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Tune in next year. I was waiting on you. Aye. Yeah. You cunts. Yeah, films and swearing.